0: Hey, thank you for joining me today on hope for heroes texas this is brad cornell where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge it's gonna be a long one another graveyard shift. well welcome ladies and gentlemen to the podcast brad cornell here hope for heroes go to hope for heroes check out what hope for heroes is doing of course we've got the weight of the badge podcast today where we uh we talk about a lot of different things and about our sheriffs and our police and our first responders, and we've got some great issues going on. And, you know, I uh, I use George Strait's st- song, The Weight of the Badge, because what he did on our first, um, first gala I ever had, he decided a guitar and said, thank you for carrying The Weight of the Badge. And that was really a big deal. We want to thank our officers and our first responders for carrying that weight of the badge, which is a positive. It's not a negative, guys. Like I say, a lot of times is, uh, you know, if somebody falls and hurts themselves in your house and you call 911. You got the weight of that badge on your shoulders till they co- you see that siren coming around the corner. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. They're here to take care of us. And so uh, we talk a lot about a lot of issues. And if you listen to our last podcast with Chad Ripley or you uh, you heard... Al oxier on before and uh, on the podcast. We've done a lot of different things and today is just really a blessing because we need to talk about mental health in a lot of different areas and I'm so honored and blessed to have a couple of gentlemen with me today and uh, it's really important that your city gets involved in the mental health aspect of life. I mean we all have some mental issues um, no matter what probably be more anybody else <laughs> but I'm excited about whenever we can help somebody because that's what life's all about is helping each other and well uh, I have with me today, of course, our county sheriff, which is one of the finest men you'll ever want to meet. Um, He is just an awesome sheriff. He's taken on a mental health. When I say the mental health, he's brought it to the forefront of mental health about seven or eight years ago. It needs to be dealt with. You know, we look at our officers. It's not a negative when you talk about mental health. An officer, you just got to remember that the average person has two terrible Things that happen in their life a year, uh, say in a lifetime, a police officer has six hundred. Can you imagine what that does to you? A lot of times, after they see a terrible accident or they see a baby killed or they see some just terrible things, well, after a while, that just weighs on you. So there's just different issues that need to be dealt with, and Al's taking that that um, on, which has just saved a ton of lives. And then I have Paul Jajir with me today. Jiguer with you Jaguar. today. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see if you remember his name. <laughs> um, and <laughs> he is really taking on something that's just fantastic here in Kendall County. We're in Kendall County, Texas. Lord, thank you for this county. It's one of the fastest growing counties in the nation. And there's just a lot of issues that go on in any county. And so we start, he started, or actually it was started a couple of years ago. It's a Kendall County Behavioral Health Initiative, right? It's a yes, K-C-B-H-I. And so Paul is kind of taken at the helm. He's a project manager, project director of this, which really is changing this city. When I say changing, it's bringing awareness that we need mental health issues to be addressed. And we're going to talk about that today. And Your city needs to be on board with this. So I'm really excited that you're here with me today because there's just a lot of different things that are happening on the mental health issue. And I'm not just talking officers. I'm talking about your son, your daughter, uh, people go to jail. They just a lot of times have different mental health issues. So I wanted to welcome you two gentlemen to the Weight of the Badge podcast. Hello, Al.
1: Good morning, Brett. Thank you for having
0: me. Uh, thank you for being here, Paul. Good morning, Brett. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much. And so, you know what? Um, what? I'd like to start off maybe just a little bit of history, Al, of the last seven or eight years ago when this came to the forefront. And, of course, Al's an elected sheriff, okay? That's the difference between appointed and elected. The people of this city love you, Al. Love in this county. They love you. 641 square miles of love.
2: So, so let's talk
0: about the last seven, eight years. How'd you come, how did this come to the forefront? So Brad,
1: when I took office in 2013, um, as part of my responsibilities and duties is, is I am responsible for the jail and, uh, you know, coming from a law enforcement background of being a trooper in this community, um, I had dealt personally with, uh, uh, you know, individuals out on the streets that, that, it was no issue in recognizing that they were having some type of mental crisis. But, you know, there's not a whole lot of training out there. There's not a whole lot of attention that was brought to it. Not a whole lot of ideas and thoughts. And, and uh, you know, in some cases it was, uh, how quick can I get away from this situation? But then having the responsibility of the jail, uh, I noticed that, um, you know, the jail was full of folks that uh, to different degrees are dealing with a mental crisis. Um, or diagnosed with some serious mental issues and they're in jail for making some, you know, many times minor um, infractions and committing, you know, minor crimes, but um, they end up in jail. So not only here in Kendall County, not only in the state of Texas, but nationwide, the, the, the local jails have become like the, the uh, just the, the, the local mental health authority. That's where they're all housed and the bottom line is that we're not helping them we're not we're, we're not we're not finding a solution it becomes a revolving door and so you know that's that's first that was at recognition and 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 understanding that you know this is a this is a community problem i went many times to different conferences and and tried to, uh find solutions and and um answers to what we could do in different avenues we might be able to um to travel and the response was always, it's your problem, you need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it was about seven, eight years ago, I, I got what I thought was a bunch of stakeholders that people would be interested. You know, the one thing that, that everybody's affected with in, in one form or fashion is either through um, mental health or, or uh, addiction issues, um, yes. uh, substance abuse. And <clears throat> this community is not immune to any of that. And so uh, we started getting folks together, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. We had several meetings of, of room filled with about 40 to 60 people, and um, I was kind of head, head, heading this thing on, and, but I had no idea what I was doing. Of <laughs> I I, 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 course, I had a full-time job as a sheriff as it was, and, and then uh, it's, it kind of started waning and, and, and falling apart, so to speak, because there was no real direction. Yes, um, and I wasn't the person to to really give that direction. I just recognized the problem, and said this is something we need to deal with. So, long story short, um, uh, the Kronkowski Foundation stepped up. They they we had a citywide meeting. Uh, I say citywide, countywide, with a bunch of uh, local government leaders and uh, uh, nonprofits and, and business folks. And, you know, the foundation wanted to, to find a, a way to get involved more um, with the community. And in that respect, they said, you know, what can we do? And I raised my hand and I said, there's one, th- there was so much representation within that room of different entities. I said, there's one thing that, that, that affects every one of us, and that is mental health issues. Yes. And so that, that, um, that uh, gave birth to our initiative here, um, starting a couple of years ago with actual funding, and um, so with that being said, after after um, that was funded, that we we hired some folks to give us some leadership and direction and um, figure out where this where this initiative might go and.
0: Here comes and, uh, Paul. Here comes we were Paul. blessed <laughs> with Paul Jaguer coming on board. Of course, he was, you were the uh, director of the YMCA over here. Your people skills are amazing. Your heart's amazing. And what a blessing you are this whole city for years. And it's been, you know, you're right though, I'll take somebody to start it. You know, there's three kinds of people. There's people that make things happen. There's people that watch things happen. And there's people that wonder what happened. <laughs> and so, you know, um, <laughs> That's the great thing about leaders is you just start something and it took off. And so, Paul, so here comes this initiative and I know they they stole you from the YMCA and said the best guy they could have would be you. So tell me about what the initiative, kind of how you got that going and what what, uh, it's doing.
2: Well, before it was like, as uh, Sheriff Al mentioned, it it was a group of leaders in the community that said, hey, we're going to put ourselves in seats and dedicate time and commitment. So it's not that it was a leadership group that was selected. It was leaders that, that what you said did action on involvement and, and trying to commit to really focusing in on what does the overall county really need overall, um, focus so at the time too was the different discussions about transportation you know how do we get around the county the seniors because senior population is growing here uh, larger than any other uh demographic of our county so but then it was mental health so that's where the over-encompassing umbrella of behavioral health focused on all aspects I mean what Meals on Wheels does they go out to people that are isolated in their house they do not leave and then here comes somebody to deliver food but it's not just the action of delivering food it's the conversation it's connecting again with a human being and a person and hearing them out the interaction the interaction that we are we are born to do and be part of um so So when I was offered the position and then jumped in and uh, had a lot of different things that we wanted to do from the leadership uh, committee was to, you know, we're talking, they were talking a lot. They said, let's get some main things going. And the main things are really pulling in the entire community, the whole county. Yes. That it's bringing this involvement because we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what's being offered and served out there. We do know just by the nature of Bernie and where we grew from, where we had San Antonio, got to go to San Antonio, got to go to San Antonio. And then Kerrville, then they start getting, they start growing services. And so all of a sudden here's Bernie kind of in this, this gap where we don't have all the resources that either side of us has. So, so again, then you stop and say, well, that's good. That's just a quick drive. But it's what the future is bringing. And that's what this real initiative is looking at. It's not, I'm going to solve what's going on today. It's how do we as leaders and involvement of the, the whole county to say, where are we going to be in five years from now, 10 years from now? And yeah. what do we really need? And what are those key steps to get there um, and do it purposely? And then also um, just the the, what is it most efficiently because you can create all this different multiple stuff. But if that overlaps or takes people's resource and time, then all of a sudden you're really not going anywhere. And that's, that's our first step. Uh, I mean, is really pulling in a lot of the, the data, the information, the people and our County keeps having all these amazing people move into it to say, Hey, I want to help. I want to do this. I'm going to start a soup kitchen. It's like, okay, great. But let's look at what's being provided Let's see where it could fit. Let's how we can unite more people together. And again, that's the behavioral health. Soup kitchen, again, is the food, but it's the people. It's having a place to go where they are struggling. We have I mean, I think right now, we have about 98 nonprofits and service organizations that are part of the initiative involved in work groups. So those are people that are already running their own nonprofit or their agents, they're thin staffed, and they're doing everything they can to be involved. To say this is what we're seeing. This is what we're learning about more and more. Um
0: So if you're a if you're a nonprofit like I am, like yeah. Hope for Heroes. Yeah. Um the one thing I think that people what's so great about this is all about relationships. I mean, you know, you you need to have a relationship with Jesus, not just be religious about Jesus. So so I see is well, the meeting I went to is we pull together with relationships. You can talk to people and we have a relationship in the city with all these nonprofits, right? right. right. So if I'm a nonprofit and I want to be involved in what you're doing, what, what is that? What What do I do?
2: It's uh, involvement. Like you said, it's getting active and, Get active, and, and yeah. getting engaged and talking with people. And that could be even at your church. Uh, there's um, a 57 churches in our county, and there's a lot of those churches have programs, activities, outreach that helps their pr- people that attend their church, but even in the community. One of the churches I met with, they have 12 AAs, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. and it's like, oh, I didn't even know about. It. Of course, it's in the title, Anonymous, but, yeah. but they have 12 12 pods that are meeting and doing that direct connection to help with some of the behavioral. Health initiatives, and we don't know about that. So, so that's kind of the twofold: is what is being offered in the community and the county, and then how to share what's being offered in the county to have involvement, and then identifying okay, these are our main our main needs right now. So, so with what you're doing, Brad at Hope for Heroes, I mean, you're identifying people that are going and experiencing trauma, and in that trauma, then is how do you process that and the numbers on, on suicide are skyrocketing right now across yes. the country, and we're not immune to that, and that's going on here. Are we talking about it? Are we connecting people to the right resources if they come up at church, if they come up at schools, if they come up just in social groups, where do I go for, and fill in the blank, and that's, and that, and that's a big, big question, and how to connect, but connecting is just one part. It's really then, where are those services, and then are they inundated, are they overlapping or, you know, there's nothing around our area at all. Yeah. So, so that's one of
0: the big deals I guess, Al because the one thing I think about Al Oxier is you're so great at relationships. I mean, you know, we had lunch yesterday down in San Antonio and, you know, couldn't hardly have lunch because all these people are coming up. They've, they've, <laughs> they saw Al, um, you know, from up here and that's what relationships are about. So as we create the relationships in the city with each other and it's easier to talk, what's the long-term goal? Is it so that we can, If somebody has a mental issue, we know right where to send them. They can come and, is that the long-term goal, say, in three years from now? Is it, it's getting the whole city involved, but how are you, how do you visualize this when it's like, whoa, we're going now?
1: Well, I would just say that from my standpoint, yeah, understand that um, where I really have involvement in this is when that 911 call comes out. Right. Okay. So, um there there has not been any availability other than a local mental health authority and they're understaffed and overworked and there's never a bed available so in house i've done what i can do uh and continue to 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 expand on on what we're yeah. uh, able to do but when you ask about goals so um and I have two mental health officers that are that are specifically assigned to do to do those tasks. They do nothing else but deal with the mental health issues within the county within the jail and uh, so I have two of those I mean I've done things like um uh, uh, believe it or not, I brought in a uh, a service dog a uh, a facilities dog yes and and uh, so uh, Renee runs around the office and it's it's amazing what 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 an animal a dog will do with an environment within the local, within within your working jurisdiction and within just the office there. But then Renee also goes out with Michelle, one of our mental health officers, who's assigned a dog to actually go on calls. And Renee has been a tremendous asset in in breaking down barriers and, and opening up communication with different folks that are dealing with a crisis situation. So, um, I've, uh, uh, initiated and started a peer group, uh, within our organization because you're right. I mean, our guys, uh, you know, they go out and, and, and they deal with, uh, a lot of negativity. Yes. You know, that, that call comes out, not because somebody wants to see a police officer because they're happy about seeing a police officer. They're dealing with an issue and they need assistance and help. And, um, so they're always dealing with something typically that's negative. Not always, but the vast yeah. majority of their situations have some type of negative issue to it, and they're trying to find resolve for that. You hear the word de-escalation all the time. That's a huge, huge word. Um, you're seeing a lot of things in the news today. You're seeing a lot of um, uh, recognition on on health issues and uh, mental health issues, and so we're doing what we can internally. Um so I've done a lot of short-term goals um but when you ask about what what are some things that 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 we see happening with this thing I would say you know Paul can 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 uh expand on this but you know this is this is a, a marathon this is not a sprint to right. find immediate solutions and this will be this will be evolving as as resources are identified as new solutions technologies even believe it or not um, that might be of assistance, and then um, you know. So, so this is not find an answer today forever. Right. This is what do we do together as a community to find solutions other than just taking somebody to jail because you don't know what else to do with them. Yeah. Okay. And so that's that's so there are, there are a lot of things that that we'd like to have done. You know, I mean, for example, is it is it have a facility locally? You yes. know, uh, something like that. We don't know what today, what those right. answers are. But as we identify the needs and... Um,
0: then the community can come together. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. that's something I think, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand. Unless you've ridden with one of these uh, officers or you've been involved with the city, uh, the, the sheriff's department, they're training because you guys are the first line and your training is unbelievable on how to deescalate, how to recognize a problem. How to you do deal with you had last it might be going to jail, but what you guys have done, al is amazing and I've been to the to the meetings and to the um the citizens academy to see just what you do and if you, we have got to have such respect for our police officers because I've been there where they called the called guy off to being nuts to helping a baby that was just dropped on its head to do i mean you talk about de escalate and just look at the situation through your training is amazing, and so you can at least identify it then say Paul. Now it's you know you're kind of leading that charge right of pulling us all together in different charities and all that kind of thing. So how do you see with, working with Al is of course a a big deal and working with all, the whole city. Right. So as you pull everybody together, what how do you how do you uh,
2: well it's the same what Sheriff Al uh, shared and that is the long term vision is really in front of us yeah and it's the involvement and and learning what's being offered in other communities and. And not being fixated. See, what's, what I love about working for a Kronkowski Charitable Foundation is they don't have a, an, an objective. Yep. You know, they want to build a building here. No, they just want um, agencies, services to unite on a, on a joint cause It's the most efficient and most effective way to do serious good to do incredible good in the the county. And and together, just seeing it already that there's, at some of the work group meetings, that there's been agencies that have partnered up with either the county or with sheriff and with others that all of a sudden they're uniting and going, wait, I found a spot. I can hold my parenting class. Wait, I found... Uh, a a location to be able to teach uh, about job readiness or getting back into the workforce and its inmates and and how to help. I mean, there's just so many different process activities that could come together and just i think that's my biggest passion too is the fact that there's so many amazing people in our county that if they connect more and more together with the churches with the medical community that our solutions right in front of us and again it's i know it's it's kind of stressful for those that want concrete this is our road that we're going to this it's really just bringing people together breaking down the silos so we're working together yeah uh the school district does incredible things for youth and sheriff al uh, mentioned about how it starts at at Early age on how to communicate, like yeah, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, I need a break. And seeing how schools have kind of changed and coaching has kind of changed a little bit to hear the person instead of just suck it up. It's part of growing up. Yeah, it's it's a bummer that you got bullied, but just whatever. I got bullied too, so accept it. It's like that whole mantra is changing.
0: Yes, you know, and now it's like,
2: well, do you need a break? Take you know, and then it's that's why again, it's behavioral. So it's, it's focusing on then what are you doing for your release? Are you working? out are you um taking time to read you know there's so many different aspects there's one new uh, organization here that she's teaching kids girls and then boys too on how to change tires how to fix your carburetor in your truck uh, how to make art and stuff to sell it and and empowering and there's countless of things that are going on in our county teach my
0: wife stuff. (laughs) <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> if she wants to volunteer, they're looking. But well, again, no, it's, that's it's exciting. But it's what Hope for Heroes does. You yeah. give, you know, some people have come up, so oh, it's people coming in from out of town. Yeah, but have you ever been to one of those mornings yes. and you meet sheriff's officers? They're right there personable. It's. We talked about this years ago, just about doing coffee with cops or whatever. And it's just awkward or weird well here's a natural f- formation we're appreciating people for their service but now you're in a natural environment chit-chatting talking to them and and it's and that i think makes that connection for our community the or for our yeah, the community
0: yeah. the city's really starting to pull together on hope for heroes when they just come and have a breakfast talk on a saturday morning right. and talk to each other right and it's about relationships and you know it's about um it's about us coming together it's go- and i see what you're talking about as far as there's no there's no exact map is like goals and concrete and plans and sand right (laughs) we're going to get there right and we're not sure but we need everybody to pull together and so on the on the city side of things can people come to one of the meetings if there's a When that, when you share that, now I know you've got a, you've got a website, Kendall County Giving Connections dot com, and you can always email Paul at PFGC two one at Gmail dot com, right? Right. And that can just be if you just have a question, if there's, when there's going to be a meeting. But it's really important, folks, that the city gets involved. You know, we stand around and just wait for something to happen or just watch. It's time for the people to get engaged and to start helping this city pull together and, and have that relationships. Because this is an amazing, amazing um, deal you're doing. I mean, this is really exciting because we need it so bad. Like you said, you know, Al, um, it's not the same as it used to be. You can't just suck it up and go. I mean, you were involved, I know, with, uh, with Carlos at that terrible loss here on I-10. And that just shakes your world, doesn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. So, but not only immediate impact that it has right then at the time, but it has long-term effects as well. And so you need to you need to to at least provide avenues for those that are dealing with those issues internally to be able to to cope with that. So you know there's just this is so multifaceted. It's just not one answer fits everything. And so yeah, for for me, in my case, it's it's also internal. Within, within my office yes so you know you got to take care of yourselves and be able to do that before you can take care of others you know as, as well so um, yeah that 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 um, you know that afternoon I had uh, of course my Dps background I made a phone call and I had I had the Dps crisis intervention team at my office to start that healing process that afternoon God knows it ain't no easy
0: task Safe under the weight of the badge. Folks, if you haven't been to a Hope for Heroes greeting, you're probably wondering what it's all about. What we do is get an officer and their family from around the state of Texas. They come into town. They have a free room here at the Bevy Hotel. They know they're getting that, and they're going to get a gift card for the town. They pull in, but they have no idea when they pull up to the front lobby that inside that lobby is a ton of people just waiting for them. The reason is is we care so much about what our heroes do and how special they are that when they walk in that lobby, oh my word, they get blasted with how much we love them, how special they are. And of course, the people that are showing up, they show up at 9:30 in the morning, get some breakfast tacos and some coffee, and just fellowship until the officers get there. And it's an experience that you're not going to want to miss. Let's get back to our hero carrying the weight of the badge. And Al, what do you want the public to know, just from your point of view?
1: There's one main goal that I think that we need to overcome, and, and that is um, dealing with the stigma of what we call mental health issues. Yes. Okay, because in some form or fashion, I believe, that within our personal realm of of relationships and contacts, we know and it has affected us in, in some way or form or fashion, either through family, coworkers, uh, whatever you do for for uh, well, just your personal lives. Yes, and in some form or fashion, you know somebody, and but nobody's willing to really discuss it. Yes. I mean, it's embarrassing, maybe. Um, it's something I don't want to acknowledge because I don't want my neighbors to know that my, my child has to go to, um, a therapist to deal with, you know, whatever issues. So I think overcoming the stigma through education and just be willing to talk about it is going to be huge. And that, and that's something that we need to do within the community and open up and realize that this is for real. And, and, um, you know, it, 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 everybody in some form or fashion deals with it. The other thing that that I want to make sure we don't lose focus on is to make sure that within the umbrella or the guise of mental behavioral issues is the the fact that so many people lean on on substances to alleviate yes. and deal with those issues. And so we can't just ignore the substance abuse side of things in my opinion it's not just you're 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 an alcoholic or a drug addict or you have mental health issues it's all under one umbrella true and and it should all be encompassed under one umbrella and one of the issues i've seen historically is that people have a passion for mental health and want to deal with mental health issues or people have a passion for substance abuse issues and they want to help somebody you don't have combinations it's very difficult not difficult, but it's unusual to find somebody dealing with both of them. So, for example, when we deal with somebody that's in a mental crisis, that's intoxicated on some type of substance, they have to be sobered up before they can deal with them on the mental. That's, that's not a good that's, – that's one of the issues we got to deal with and find a solution for. Right. So, it's, it's those kind of things. So, those, those two things, I think, are, are, are extremely um, um, important. Yes, that we we find a way to get over the stigma, the embarrassment of acknowledging that every community deals with this. Yes, many families deal with this, and then not forget that um, you might be an alcoholic, or you're abusing prescription drugs, or whatever whatever your drug of choice might be. That that's a behavioral issue as well, and it all needs to come under the same umbrella.
0: Well, that's true. And a lot of it's just communicating and and talking about it. I remember when I was young, my wife thought I should go to marriage counseling. Imagine that. And so I, I did. I went to this marriage counselor to talk to him. And I sat there on his couch for... An hour, and I did all the talking. He didn't say two words. I give him a hundred bucks, and I felt great. Like how does that work? Just by sharing, what was going on? You know, I thought that's what I need to do for a job. He didn't say nothing except come back next week. You know, so it really is a big thing communication and talking to t- t- talking to somebody about it because that's right. what happens. We don't talk, right. and that's what makes you so special, uh, Paul and Al. Both is you guys are so easy to talk to, and you you've got such a heart. You know, you've both Christians. You. Love Love Jesus, you got it it's just a spiritual, amazing how you guys you know, communicate with people. And so, Paul, as you've as this this initiative, I know we don't have much time left, but as this continues to grow, you see it because you've taken a long ways in the last short period of time. So do you see how do you see the same way, just more and more of the people pulling together? They need to come to these meetings, they need to be engaged. They need if they have questions they need to talk about it what what are you your thoughts
2: all, all what of that know? Brad actually just the, the involvement and and let me clarify too that a lot of a lot of people are like I think the sheriff mentioned was you know they're very bare bones like there's a couple mhDD I mean it's like oh they need to be at our meeting but then the next comment is like they're Swamp, they're you know they're they're super busy and don't have enough time to be able to get away. So it's it's not so much even just in person involved. It can be even over email. Um, it can be just sharing different uh, activities or initiatives in other counties. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of people that are moving into our county that are coming from somewhere else and they're learning about. Other service you know, they've, they've experienced that are seen in a moment that we can collect that. So yes, back to your answer is, I just see this momentum continue to grow, almost like a snowball effect where it just kind of keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and encompasses. Um, that the whole county is covered where you know where to go, you know who to talk to. And when you talk to someone at church, they might be able to refer you over to Hill Country Pregnancy Care and vice versa. There's a lot of great network that exists right now, but how to keep improving that yeah. and then keep connecting people more and more. Uh, one of the things that came, that just to mention is peer-to-peer, That uh, that there's some great ideas on how to be connected through someone that might be at home and just getting a phone call and just checking in Hey, Vet. I just wanted to follow up with you. How are you doing today? And having that network system set up. Sure. Again, that's a specific thing. I don't mean to narrow on that. It's just, I'm just excited that there's so many different opportunities that keep growing and with involvement and people, you know, keep talking about this and bringing this up that, that this is a subject, if we keep talking about then it's, it's going to be in the forefront instead of like, oh, yeah, that doesn't happen in Kendall County. Oh, yeah, well, we don't want to. Yeah. We that,
0: know it happens. Every, yeah. It does make difference your financial uh, situation. Right. That's something else that if people want to give, because, you know, folks, it's amazing because people think they can't do anything because they don't have the money. So they have a mental health issue, but hey, we can't pay all this money to do stuff. Well, that's what it's about is being able to charity-wise help. Right. So if someone wants to give, who do they give to?
2: Um, I would talk to their church. Give, I mean, right now it's get talking to their church, their local nonprofit I mean, for your, for your, yeah. We're like I said, we're a foundation that is focused on wanting to support uh, a support a main focus or activity can they give to
0: your. they can they give to you, or is it really the Krosky Foundation that's doing that? So it might
2: they, be to what are the, the final or not final, but the next step because it's going to be in segments of here's a yeah. recommendation and X might cost. You know, once we have that narrowed in on yeah. a specific aspect, then I know there's been several that have come up to me, Brad, that have said, hey, I want to support what's going on. And and that's the thing is that we don't have the specific right now because we don't know all the different control. programs. Yeah. We don't know all the different initiatives. And and even knowing it, then it's like, okay, now what's that next step? And we're getting very close to that. There's yeah. now the talk of, okay. We need to focus on maybe a staff person that focuses on you know this certain sure. topic. Okay, then that's where maybe some funding might come, but it might be a different direction. Well, the biggest thing so, is
0: awareness. You know, right. the people you need to talk to your church about it. Are they are yeah. they aware of what's going on in Kendall County? Are they aware of what's going on with this initiative? this uh, that's that's here now and so they need to talk about businesses you need to be involved in and get a hold of paul and get a hold of and talk to crossy start getting involved in this right
2: well one example is that that website that you mentioned so that's not through the kronkowski foundation that was one individual he his family's you know multi-generation bernie yeah i think seventh generation or something he moves back here and says what You know, all of his friends and neighbors are like, how do do we get involved? How do we support? How do we give? And so he created that. So that's that's completely on his side to have a resource for our county. Over at the library, they have their own website. There's a lot of different other um, resources that are available to people. I mean, Namby. I mean, there's a lot of online and 1-800 numbers that are out there. But again, how do we keep growing our focus here in Kendall County and then looking forward to Who's coming? Because we've yeah. got uh, big, big changes up ahead in the next yeah. five, five, ten years, and and how to really address that. So, we
0: well, just get involved, folks, and just get, get the awareness out there. Because God can't steer a parked car. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so you got to do something. Well, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for coming on today, and we'll continue this conversation as the time goes on and. I just want to thank you so much. You guys are such great leaders, and thank you for coming on Hope for Heroes. Folks, go to HopeForHeroesTX.org. We're going to have it this Saturday. Never mind, you won't hear this by then, the next Saturday. <laughs> Check out our website and sign up so that you can, uh, you'll can. know when the next events are for Hope for Heroes. Come and join us in welcoming our heroes that are coming from out of town and our heroes here in Bernie, Texas. You need to meet the sheriff. You need to meet the officers that come because we're blessed with an amazing amazing bunch of first responders here in in bernie and so we just uh, we want you to come show up and thank you again george straight for the weight of the badge we appreciate you and god bless you for all that you do hey so glad you joined me today now you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss see you then oh the bad